I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Birth, Birth Bar. Bar. Oh. It's been a long, hot minute. Oh man, it feels so right. It, does. it also pretty, it also, I have to say, felt pretty right to not be with you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. I feel like that is, so we just talked about not having a theme for this episode, but I feel like that is the theme for this episode. It feels yeah. so right to do it and it feels so right not to. Yeah. I gotta say we, we just, it wasn't even a decision and, and we're sorry if you've been lonely on the trail without our voices, but we just really needed to not. Yeah. And Oh my God, we we love you all so much. I've been thinking about everybody deeply and especially with like the virtual winter running challenge that SEOTR has going on. But um, speaking of people that we've we've missed, uh, Lindsay Rist, welcome to oh, the yeah. Birth Bar for Clubs. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's on Patreon in January and just want to say hello. Hello. Thank and you. also I loved your, your fluff challenge picks from the SEOTR challenge. Oh, I thought yeah. they were fantastic. Just awesome. So thanks, Lindsay. But um, yeah, so today's theme of like, do it or don't do it. It's great. <laughs> follow, follow your dreams or just sleep. So I would love, um, can you give like, I was going to say a nut cap, not the word, in a, nut, a, nutcap. In a nutshell, in a or if you could recap, like your current status to a nut cap. So could you give a nut yeah. cap of like where All you right. are? That sounds like a delicious hot drink. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Where I am is uh, I'm in a super weird spot. I'm a little bit begrudgingly carrying on with my um, my my running streak. Is it begrudgingly? My minorly. Okay. How I'm doing many this. days since March 16th, 2020? 829 days. Oh my ago. gosh, you're so close to a year. I'm so close to eating a sheet of Jets pizza and then <laughs> dying. Um, yeah, and not, not begrudgingly, this is the first week where it's been like, our last week rather was the first week where every single day felt bad, 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 not good mm. and not fun at all. There's just so much packed down ice and snow. Um, I'm glad to still be moving. And in like we always say, you know, you never regret the runs that you don't, the runs that you do yeah but the runs that you do okay that went really well <laughs> you only regret the runs that so, you don't so in order so, you know for those of you looking for words of wisdom you don't run do this if you do regrets no saturday live laugh love <laughs> yeah i mean i never regret going out and getting it done but there are days where like I mean, I've told Annie where I'll just go out and the clothes that I'm wearing from my work day, which is what I did today. I went out in double sweatshirt, sweatpants with just like a waist belt with my phone in it and like a full winter hat and two fleece mittens. Yes, I, ma'am. Yeah, that's what I did today. Yes, uh, ma'am. <laughs> so yeah, minorly begrudgingly, I, I say that, but... Um, but I also PR'd my marathon last week. So I don't know. I'm all over the map, man. It's a weird time. It's a weird time. I just accept that it's a weird time. I think I've, I've said to Andy several times, these are extraordinary circumstances. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that to remind myself of that. Like when things feel weird, it's because things are weird. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm without, I'm without the reason to run because I have no longer signed up for any races as it stands running races at least. Um, but I am enjoying the camaraderie of the SEOTR winter challenge with my sweet, sweet Athens babies. Um, and it's a good reason to try really hard to like not give up and log miles every day because I've started to like kind of obsess over the numbers and I'm like, however, let me just say, you know, a lot of people who follow this podcast are also participating in this event. We're running our fucking pits off. Let me just say, mm-hmm. you know, that you can't no put this in your, in your minivan. We already warned you The the team that's beating us, like the team that is winning for most miles has twice as many miles as us and we're all running between 40 and 50 miles a week so i can't imagine how or who these people are they must be professional athletes consider this because i feel like this is always a rogue element that people tend to uh underestimate and that is walking miles if you were doing a run and also going for giant walks, either walking at your desk during the workday or yeah. doing laps in your neighborhood, that I mean, those are, they're not free because it's a, it's a time suck, but if mm-hmm. it, it's a, it, it really adds to it depending on, you know, yeah. Yeah. Depending on how good I mean, everybody is. I see our girls like Timory and Ashley going out and I'm like, you logged four events on Strava today. Are, <laughs> are you out of your goddamn mind and like it's like a walk to school or a walk with kids or a walk to here or a walk from here but also in addition to that runs so it's super impressive uh that's definitely a good reason to like keep at it right now can i give you my nut cap yeah give me your nut cap i am in the um do it or don't do it okay i won't do it stage with running i'll be really real i haven't run outside or done like hardly any miles for probably five weeks now no big impetus or injury it was just kind of like hmm. no thank you I didn't I didn't run today and then it was like hmm. I didn't run yesterday and that was like hmm. I didn't run last week and then it's been like hmm. I didn't run last month and I keep evaluating because I've definitely had times before where I've seen myself not running or not training. And I've thought like, man, I really want to, I really want to get back to it. And I feel like I'm, I'm my own obstacle and I like can't push through and I can't get back to it. And that is not what I'm feeling now. And I keep trying to assess like if I have bad feelings about it or if I feel guilty or whatever, and I keep looking and I'm not finding it. I will say and I was actually going to ask your advice, Lauren, about like, how do I handle this with my virtual women's running team? Yes. I am, I have been a worthless non-contributor to the team. And that is the one nugget of like, I am not carrying my own weight there. And I, it, it, that part feels bad. I would like to think that if any of my teammates were in my body and my brain, they would be like, this is totally fine. We yeah. support you, whatever. However, like, Work ethic wise, it does pick at me a little bit, but um, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've totally got feedback for you. 
Yeah. Okay. Because I, I legitimately wanted to like write out of an apology to them because I, when I say I'm not doing anything, I mean like I think I've logged like 12 miles towards our team total. Yeah. No, it's not your responsibility to be able to like follow through with something, especially that's a funsy thing. I think feeling bad about this would be as silly as feeling bad about like dropping the egg on the egg toss on field day. Like oh, we're okay. counting on you, man. Like, well, it's field day. Can I tell you how revolutionary of a statement that is to my brain anyways, <laughs> to say, uh, what did you just say about not following through? You just said something like, for those of you listening, rewind, write in, tell me what Lauren just said that resonated with me. It was something to the effect of like, it's okay that you didn't follow through on, on this thing. Like, of course it is. that makes my, my head explode. So yeah, I, I'll say it to my teammates anyways. Uh, and I super love like being part of their text exchanges anyways, and getting to be like in the fun with them contributing yeah. Yeah. Um, from a mileage perspective, but like, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a weird, and it's, I shouldn't even say it's weird. It's not weird. It feels really non-eventful. I, yeah. Also, they love you enough that like, I can confidently say that they're just probably happy to have you chatting with them. Like, you know, on a team of four, if one of my teammates is injured, I'm going to be happy just to be like present in the text space with them talking to them. Well, I hope that's the case, but I, I'm, I'm more sure now that it is. Um, but yeah, so yeah, running motivation is, is weird now. And uh, I, you know, a friend made the metaphor that it's like a lost sock. I feel confident that it's going to show up at some point. Mm -hmm. I haven't looked real hard for it, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's in here somewhere. Yeah. It's gotta be in the house. Yeah. I, I also, in addition to my weird feelings about streaking, I mean, like the other thing is I'm not going to stop like wild horses, you know, like yeah, nothing what, in the I world. Wondered, like, could you, do you envision yourself like stopping at a milestone or like, how does. I've broken my brain. I can't stop. I can't envision myself stopping now that I'm on it. It's can you like imagine, drugs. Uh, and I'm, I say this jokingly, not jokingly. Can you imagine being an old woman and being on your run streak? Yeah, I kind of can. Cool. I mean, who knows if it'll last that long, but as it stands, I cannot envision a time that I will not do this. And now I understand why people, once they start and get a good chunk of days down, why they can't stop. Yeah. I mean, I'm just really particular now about like the older that I get, the more I need to do all the things in a given day. Mm -hmm. And I've also just like COVID wise, my life has slowed down so much where, you know, I used to drive a lot and be a lot of places and see a lot of people and like get a lot of things done. And now my life is just like, I have to do the work within these allotted hours, but my, even my work week is shortened on my CEO has cut back our work week to 35 hours. Chef's kiss, do that. Uh, but my morning, as opposed to like screaming out of bed, biting the dogs, feeding the dogs, and then basically leaving the house with a hot piece of toast in my hand. Now it's like, I spend an hour and 45 minutes getting up. I take like a 30 minute bath and read and light candles. I make a whole pot of tea. And then I do 40 minutes of yoga every single morning since Thanksgiving day. And I've just, now I can't imagine not doing those things. Yeah. 
And I, you know, I hope that a lot of people have found these like quality of life things with mm -hmm. the current scenario and have like found those things that are worth holding on to. Yeah. Oh, lovely. I'm in a super, super Zen place with, with an asterisk, like everything is great and awesome and slow and lovely and like meditative here. But then I also went to a new meditation place called Paloma and Grandview, which I highly recommend. It's been very safe and clean and awesome, but I got to talk in a distanced masked way with the people who work there. And I just like, talk my faith up at them until I was like, oh, is that too, oh, is that too much about myself? I said so much. And then I walked outside and exploded into tears because I was like, I need a my life so bad. I cried the whole way to my car. And only because like my cup runneth over. I was just so excited to talk to two strangers about like yoga, meditation, social media detoxes. Med like all these meditative states and these fun things to talk about. And I just was like, so jazzed to talk to new people. And hopefully they're listening. My ladies from Paloma, I told them about my podcast. So I hope they're listening because yes, I told them about my entire life in 11 minutes. But like, I, I have just gotten, I've allowed myself to get used to something and been like, this is okay with me. Cause that's what it has to be. And then I had this little taste of like, strangers, which is what I run on, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh no, please, please come back. I think I referenced this before somebody, uh, it was like a sketch on SNL where they talked about like, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's, it's made us realize how stinky and dark the tunnel is. <laughs> like you're getting to talk to strangers. You're like, oh, oh, a glimpse of like what life used to be. And then you're like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, I thought this tunnel was super cool. I like filled yeah. it with my cute like yoga blanket. Or at least I couldn't see what was in here. Yeah. yeah. No, don't worry. I don't hate it. But I did have a moment where I was like, oh, that's the fuel that the Lauren machine runs on. Yeah. I forgot. I think I'll have that a little bit with travel. Travel is in part that for me too. Um, yeah, I. It, it'll be interesting to circle back on whatever or when we cross that threshold of mm -hmm. like back into normal. Mm -hmm. uh, I know some podcasts are taking the the line of like they're trying not to discuss discuss COVID as much on their episodes, so maybe that they're timeless. We're not that caliber of people, and if that you came no. here for, when you listen to this episode five years from now, and you're like, this content is so dated, you're welcome. Yeah. I mean, really, I don't know any podcasts that are doing that. Like I've, I've looked for podcasts that aren't talking about COVID, sorry, but I can't find anything. Like I can only find, even my very favorite things are still covering this. So, I mean, it's just too essentially what's, what's going on with us. We just yeah. can't avoid it. Yeah. Uh, getting back to running a little bit, cause I think this is a running podcast in part, sure. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, last episode prior to our Christmas special was talking, we were really excited about Shope coming up. Um, and actually in a kind of serendipitous way, it didn't end up being a good fit for us as well as a race organizer, Chris Geekis. And I'm super supportive of his decision not to hold the event this year. And 
love him and all the other show blowers dearly. So that event didn't happen this year, but it just means we're going to come back in 2022 with full rock hard pussies. Yep. Just wanted to get that saying back in our, in our rotation. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about the no blope. We love you, Chris. It's a real bummer, but it doesn't mean it can't happen again. Yeah. Uh, but we do have a uh, event on our calendar. I don't even know what those words are. We have an event on a race calendar. Well, and know it. And, uh, it's the Shenandoah Epic Adventure Race in April. It's in Virginia. And oh my God, we get to do it with our friend and mentor physical therapist extraordinaire babe mom just all of the adjectives laura calm toys and this will be our first hour this will be the first time we get to race as a team all three of us even though we've done more than a handful of events where all three of us are in attendance but i just i can't We're wait to explode into the sun I, you know i really hope Again, this, these are the things that I'm just kind of letting roll around in my brain a little bit to be like, okay, so running does not seem like a thing you want to do now, but doing this adventure race and not being hindered by vomit is also a thing that you want to do. Wait, what? what? Vomit? What about vomit? Why vomit? Uh, because if I am not trained up, I will vomit. Oh, oh. So like... I, because again, it's not like I haven't been running and I've been doing other stuff. I'm not doing anything. Like I haven't been drinking. I don't think even because of any like specific, uh, desire to not drink. It's just been, I've, I've just, Wait, you're not doing running it. or drinking. That's a very weird I, combination. I I think I'm, just, I'm just not doing things. I'm just not doing anything. I'm but, running so hard and drinking so hard. However, I do have a giant glass of wine. I'm grateful for that. Yes. I'll admit, I if my life depended on it, I would not have been able to tell you the name of the race in April that's coming up. I would have no clue what state. I don't I don't know the distance still. Massachusetts, 8,000 miles. Continue. I wish everybody could see Lauren's face right now because I said Massachusetts, even though I just said Virginia, and she th she thinks that the race, <laughs> the race is in Massachusetts. <laughs> so for those of you listening, if you could rewind and then email Lauren where the race, that would be <laughs> great. <laughs> I was like, we don't have time to drive there. <laughs> you just said it. I just said. All right, it. it's not in Massachusetts. We're going to Virginia. Yes. Okay. It's 24 cool. hours. Oh, uh, that's my limit. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I was just going to say, like, I hope uh, I, the first race uh, with Calm Toys as a teammate has been like on our wish list for, for so long. Uh, yes. At, at least like, like at a frantic level for at the last year and a half. That's so like, true. Like frantic level. Like, how do we make this happen? How do we make this happen? And like, you know, I just don't want to disappoint her the first time, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, adventure racing is basically at the pace. I mean, unless you're winning of like, oh, look, I found a butterfly on the creek. Do you say that? But then do you remember Calm Toys zipping passes up oh, the mountain bike? I'll never forget it. She was like, good, good job, guys. You're doing a great job. And then like 
passed us at three times the speed. I mean, anyone could have passed us at three times the speed. Yeah. We were dragging bikes sideways while crying and eating Swedish fish. <laughs> like we were not doing a good job. In the end, we still played, which is astonishing. But like, we were not doing the best an athlete could do. Yes. Luckily, I feel very comfortable with Laura and it's just going to be like, I'm going to puke in my shoes just a minute. Or like, please slow down. I have blood coming out of my butt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not worried at all. I'm not worried at all because I think like, there's no way all of us could have been training at the same rate with the same disciplines. So like, someone's going to get carried at some point. True. This is true. I'm also really stoked. Uh, Laura is doing the C2C expedition race in Florida. And I think it's in two and a half weeks, maybe something like that. So like just hearing about her experience, like that alone is like conversation fodder. Like we're, we're good. That's why she's doing such heavy miles in deep yes, snow. She is. Okay. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Got it. So yeah. So that's, that's things coming up on our calendar things not coming up on our calendar um oh i wanted to wanted to reference something because it's very important to me that greg Fasig knows this he made a comment about on facebook like uh just kind of something somebody was looking for a teammate for something and was like hey i'm not sure where annie and lauren have been with orienteering this winter they must be doing something else is less driving there is nothing more than I would have liked to be doing than participating in the, in the orienteering in the winter adventure racing series with orienteering Cincinnati. Greg. Nothing, nothing. There's nothing in the I world. I have come to the epiphany five times over the recognition that wars has carried me through the winter training season for the last three years. And I did not, I, I knew how much I loved it, but I did not realize how much space it was taking for me in an enjoyment way for the yeah. last several winters. So yeah, it's, pitiful, it's pivotal in not hating the guts of winter. Yes. And so the reason we're not there is because of COVID and driving and travel. And we know it's like a distance event and stuff, but it was hard to commit to the full season without knowing what was going to happen day to day. But I, you know, Orienteering Cincinnati's winter adventure racing series orienteering is, is vital to my year long training. I yeah. Did, so I just, I had to call that out because the people need to know. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, we would find a way to like, it would be like slush, muck brown snow, not a lot, like just the ugliest day of all time, 34 and raining. And we would still have fun. We'd go to some random ass Boy Scout camp and then eat a whole pizza afterwards. And it was fun every time. We, you're right. We have never not had fun. And we have done those yeah. events in terrible weather. And it is always been the worst. a blast. It's only always the worst been a weather. blast. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking today, I usually have a combination of the Wars series and also uh, the YMCA to fall back on to make it through. Mm-hmm. Really, my only problem is February because January somehow still has the sheen of Christmas on it where I'm like, I have new wedding clothes. I'm surrounded by the love and I feel okay. Yes. And then February hits and then it gets to like zero degrees and it's just a, like an, just a field of ice and everything sucks. And I can't see, I can't see spring coming and usually what gets me through is Monday through Friday, I run on a treadmill and on the weekend we do wars. And I'm like, okay, well, that's still 40 miles a week. Woohoo. I'm still doing all the things. 
And now I go outside and I'm like, I can do one mile in my dad's suit. Yeah. Beyond that, I want to kill someone. Yeah, because orienteering in winter weather seems novel and fun and running in this in winter weather seems stupid and and like futile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Not that, not that you shouldn't. So people running in the winter re- weather right now, like you're doing the thing. I would encourage mm. you to continue to do the thing. I don't understand how people are still putting such incredible times down. Like I saw somebody... An old friend of mine, Mike O, put down some times. He's like, oh, I ran four miles at like like eight, eight minute miles. And he was like, thank God that I could use the ice as a reason to slow down and walk once in a while. I'm like, what? You were were you running five minute miles and then you walked occasionally? Like what? It was a speed skating session. He messed oh, up okay. with us. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I gotta use the yeah, toggle. You gotta change yeah. the drop down. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hard to miss. Yeah. yeah, I mean, High Banks looks like a place where you should ski and not run right now. It's really? just a flat, it's an ice luge. That's all it is. It's just a Winter Olympics ice luge. Tell me about the outdoors. <laughs> There's trees. Um, I'm the idiot who's got super into mushrooms in the off season. So I find like the remnants of frozen or dead mushrooms and I'm like, my little friend. Soon, soon you will flourish and we will be together. Very pitiful. There's few things more nuanced or niche than being like super into mushrooms, except for being super into expired mushrooms in the off season. (laughs) Well, there's these really cool shelf mushrooms that grow on trees that are like as hard as as the tree itself. And you can they're like load bearing. You could like hang on them. Cool. That's the majesty of fungi. If you didn't know. I finally have a mushroom friend. Mike Mike Shiflett uh, is a birth barfer and friend and uh, my runner dude. And his wife, Colleen, is my mushroom lady. They're also super into like moss and lichen, which is like the best thing ever. So it's just a gate. Mushrooms are just a gateway drug to moss and lichen and all that is beyond. What do uh, mushroom people call one another? Is there like surely uh, there is a thing that maybe you just there's a thing there's a thing yeah i don't know about the shroom nerd lingo yet because i haven't gotten to meet those strangers yet oh. but i know that the ohio mushroom society exists and they have potlucks and i'm going to be a part of them and i'm going to get a tattoo of all their names and that was so many words die. in one club name is really really good the ohio mushroom society potluck club no no the potluck part is just occasional thing. i know but i'm new. adding it it should be part of it it makes it it's as good as nothing. yeah now. it's a lot it's a lot of things it's a lot of things that so if you're a mushroom fan that's where my head's at right now so get at me via the birth barf gmail because i don't have any social media still yeah and there I, you go yeah, yeah. Start birth barf emails all we yeah. do is all we do is get like admin emails send us some send us some fun stuff at our email account you can reach us at brfbarf at gmail.com. And Send me your thoughts fact, and feelings. That's your best way to get a hold of Lauren. As she just mentioned, she's not on social media. So like, if you if you want to get at Lauren specifically, get at that birth barf Gmail. Which get sounds- at it. I should have gotten my little soundboard out of gunshots and, you know, the other good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Other other fun party sounds. Um did we want to cover today we talked about like our uh 
It's great to be running. It's great to not be running. There was one more thing. Oh, I will not, I will not be at Ohio's backyard this year, but I am excited mm. for all of the runners who are training for it. And I've got a lot of good friends that will be towing the start line. Um, I'm excited to see some friends who I will not name to not put undue pressure on them to win this motherfucking race because my money is on this unnamed individual and I would like for you to go get it. Uh, and it's then funny later. to imagine that there's nine individuals out there right now like, she's talking it's me. me. It's me. It, it is. is me. You nine people. It is you. It is you. It is you. It is you. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked for them. It's fine. It'll be good. It'll be great. You guys will have fun. And actually, I'll be very honest. Like, um, I don't have major FOMO right now because I have actually learned to flex the, the no FOMO muscle. Like, I really don't have FOMO. Like, I'll have a moment where I'm like, it would be better if I was with these folks. That would be fun. But I really have... Honestly, I'm in a place where like, it doesn't crush me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have just like, I've created a pretty rich life in my weird private space here. I mean, I read three different books a day. And when I'm done with those, I start on, I have stacks of books in this room. I've just still constantly, I got a new banjo, which is the most glorious item in the entire world. His name is Burl. And yes, I know instruments are typically women. Like my big dog about that. Like your his, name, his name is Burl. Uh, yeah. So I've just got like, I have given myself the, the tools and the tool shed to uh, be able to like combat that stuff. You know, it's not like playing the banjo alone in my office is as good as hanging out with like nine women in Athens. However, I, I just am old enough to have true patience. Like, I just know that I'll be able to do a bitch load of amazing things later. And I think being a little bit older makes me feel more comfortable. And I feel pretty lucky to not be any age, but the age that I am during this time, because I I feel so measured and pretty calm. I mean, I know I cried over talking to two strangers at Paloma, but uh, I, I do feel like I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm so lucky that I'm not a teenager who's like going through a developmental phase where I should be exposed to other kids mm-hmm. to like learn how to socialize. I'm not in my twenties. I'm not like trying to date new people and like make friends. Yeah. I'm, I have like, I have, I have so much abundance in my life that like, I'm, I'm okay. That doesn't so, exempt me from crying, but. Sure. Okay. And as, as usual, we like represent like kind of different sides of the coins. Not that I'm also grateful for the abundance that I have. Like we both have jobs. We both get to work safely from home. Like we have all kinds of things to be grateful for and good things happening. Um, for me, like my current existence is about like not being very present. So like, you know, I feel very like, uh, it's interesting. Fully checked out. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I keep thinking about like, um, not, comparing for bad purposes, but kind of looking at like what might be fueling other, you know, some people's experience here during this pandemic being like a shit ton of miles versus, you know, me who's doing like way less miles than I think I've ever done over a year's time before. And I think for me, uh, running is the thing that I do to kind of manage my 
full life stress. And I, because there are like no in-person social obligations, there's no like planning travel, there's no getting together with my family. I don't feel like I need to take running time to have time to self-examine and have introspection because I feel like I have that all the time. So I don't think I feel as hungry for runtime as maybe as I did previously, because I get to sit in, I get to sit in that moment all the time. So maybe I'm a little maybe, surprised to hear you say that. Maybe it, is, maybe it is that I, I am more present. Like, I feel like, you know, usually by that's one of the things that drives me, especially for like long training time on the weekend is like time to spend with myself and my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't feel as hungry for that as I did previously. And I think like, and I'm just taking a stab at the dark. You, you tell me if I'm off base, but I think some folks like running is a additional stressor that now that they have more time to do it, they, mm -hmm. they are driven to do it more because they can. And mm -hmm. for me, I feel like I don't need it as much right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That, that's I'm, me I'm, just like waxing yeah. poetic, but I, I've sure. considered that. That made, I'm a little surprised by that only because I know that your workload has increased so dramatically. This is true. And yeah. so I'm a little bit surprised because like life is a little tiny bit stressful, even though you're kind mm -hmm. of in a little bubble because mm -hmm. there's definitely pressures being put on you. Yeah. And you know, and it's funny because I do feel like my, the factors of my daily life have changed so much. Um, and factors just being all things happening, like work life, family life, friend life, family life, uh, larger family life, whatever. Um, yeah, life's, life's just different for right now. And I just keep thinking mm -hmm. like, it, it'll be interesting to look back on this time in three and six months and be like, oh, or I'll just be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to reflect on that ever again. <laughs> Um, th this is not a segment, but um, it can be. And I'd like to just um, review what I'm reading lately. Please do. <laughs> it's a new segment. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to introduce you to one of the weirdest books that I've read in a while. And it's called All That the Rain Promises and More, A Guide to Mushrooms. It has a picture of a man oh in a tuxedo holding a big ball of mushrooms in his hand and also uh, a trumpet in the other. Okay, I was just gonna say, it's that the camera does a weird thing and makes it look like he's holding a trumpet and you just clarified that he is in fact holding a trumpet. <laughs> he's holding a trumpet. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a mushroom wackadoo. I mean, it's also it's also an, an ID like identifying book, but there are, um, there's really weird stuff in it. Like the time that Poppy, their dog, went out and accidentally rolled in a mushroom that was saturated with yellow dye and the dog came home completely yellow. So it's not just about IDing your, your local mushrooms, but it's a really good, weird book. And I, honest to God, would never have cared about mushrooms if I hadn't found them through orienteering. You're often off trail and you end up finding like species that you've never seen before because when you're on trail you see like squirrels deer a maple tree and oak people tree. tend to smash mushrooms i, I get it yeah, i get fun. it in part i get it in part but, because they're yeah. very smashable but that does they change are. what you're able to see from the trail 
Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, from our very first season of orienteering, I found morels on an orienteering run and took them back to my dad and was like, I heard these, you want these. <laughs> I don't even know what they were. Uh, but yeah, so it's just a cool way. I feel like I asked myself a question like maybe six or seven years ago where I was standing in the woods and I thought, would it enhance my experience of the woods if I knew what tree that was, what bird was singing and what mushroom that was? And the answer is yes. And so I'm doing my best to learn the names of the trees, learn the names of the mushrooms and if they're edible and next year, learn the names of the birds. Awesome. The next thing that I'm reading is this lovely poetry book that I got from a friend called Together in Sudden Strangeness, America's Poets Respond to the Pandemic. And it, it's, it's everything that you think it would be. It's hopeful, it's very depressing, it, it's uh, inspiring, it will gut you. It's all of those things and more, and it's really beautiful. So if you're looking for a, a little bit of like helpful insight into like, boy, I wish an artist would describe this terrible thing that happened to us. This is a good way to find it. Awesome. So that's my, what's Lauren reading? I mean, there are like a few more things, but you don't, you don't want to know about those. Uh, I'm currently reading and I'm going to mess up the title because I don't have it on hand solutions and other problems. Oh, your, that's what's holding up my laptop right now. Yes, uh, your recommendation from the creator of Hyperbole and a Half. So it's a, I'm going to call it a grown-up graphic novel. Mm -hmm. And that's giving it a lot of credit. It's, uh, um, it's great. If you like Hyperbole and a Half or you really want something that will make you actually laugh out loud and also cry within five pages of one another, I, I love it. I'm still not through it I'm all so the way, glad. I, I love it so, I'm so glad. deeply. And like, I, it really does. Like I it, it did the same to me. There are times where I am, I am laughing with tears in my eyes while going like, Oh, I know. Oh. I feel like every time I read that book, I go to call for someone that's not in the house. Like, Oh my God, you have to, uh, Never mind. There's nobody here. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Ellie Broch is a genius. She also spent uh, many, many years away from writing. She moved to Bend and didn't write anything for a long time. Um, she writes very candidly about depression. And I feel like it, it speaks to literally anyone. It's beautiful. It's, and it's just, it's so good. And I feel like in particular now too, where everything feels so kind of amplified in a way where it's like I feel like ecstatically happy when I get to talk to a stranger in a new meditation place while also being like I just want to walk through the grocery store when I feel like it you know yes. like yes uh it I feel like it represents that dichotomy well for me and I like I you know sometimes you want to get on the emotional roller coaster and this is like manually putting yourself on the emotional roller coaster in the mm. best way mm. I'm so, I, I feel seen when you say things like sometimes you want to get on the emotional roller coaster. Uh -huh. I feel very seen by that statement. Yeah. Reading, reading is what usually takes me there, but also my husband loves to watch the darkest shows in the history of mankind. So I go on that journey every night. Good. Good. Sometimes you need that. Indeed. Yeah. So with that, with that, this is our first episode of 2021. Wow. We thanks, for, at that. thanks for uh, being here with us again. And 
Um, we'll, we'll talk to you again sooner rather than later. Indeed. I would say. Until next time. We are. Bye. Bye. Thank you.